Welcome to Time Bandits. Time Bandits is the podcast where every two weeks we go back in time 25 years to the year 1989 to celebrate a movie and an album from that year. It's the Silver Anniversary. My name is Greg Legro and I'm looking at Dan Gorman. Hey, buddy. I'm sitting beside you today. What's the score, babe? Oh, man. The score is that this is episode 37. <laughs> Our guest just told me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you. It's All a nice right. day. It is a nice, nice day. nice day to be inside podcasting is what I always say. Now, moving on. Now, I'm looking at <laughs> the back of Casey Lyons. Casey Lyons, what's the score, babe? Ah, 3-1 Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that's way better than what I said. Is Detroit, is De- <laughs> Detroit has a sports team I was wondering when someone would give me an actual <laughs> score. Yeah. All right. Pretty good. Now, I'm going to look at our special guests. There are two of them today. So, first, I'm going to look at Eric Tokar. What's the score, babe? I'm just happy to be here. Thank You're you. Very good. Totally it's, it's a fine score. One. And uh, Jimmy Kane, what's the score, Beb? 42. <laughs> very good. It. Always. Eric and Jimmy, of course, from the band Champion Lover. Uh, Jimmy is, well, they're both returning guests, but Jimmy, this is the, the long-awaited return of yeah. the first ever I guest. I think you were going to say returning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long, well, yeah. I mean, come on. It's been 37 episodes, Jim. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, if you're coming back, you are the expert, of course, on the Corys. Yes. I hate you so I know. fucking much. <laughs> Listen, if you yeah. start a podcast with us with some Corys, uh, you will always be the Cory guy. There's a year where they stopped making movies, though, right? Uh, one of them died a little while ago, so I would yeah, assume. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. As long as the problem solves itself. But when we get... Well, well, we, they did make a sequel to the movie that we watched. It's that we true. If we keep later, doing this so show we'll for another, yeah, if we do this show for another six years, you're coming back for Dream Little Dream too. Yeah, because that's the movie we watched. We also listened to Nirvana Bleach, but we'll get to that later. Dream uh, a little dream too. Dream another little dream. <laughs> D a little D. Dream <laughs> harder. <laughs> um, Jimmy, you had requested. Uh, uh, Giving us the time machine. Oh, yeah. Week. Are we diving right into the time machine? I'm, oh, I'm yeah, a little hot. In there. I want to get moving. Well, yeah. for a long time, I haven't believed about your time machines. I don't believe you have a DeLorean. I okay. don't believe you have a phone booth. Yeah. But as Casey's explained to me many times at the bar, his apartment is a magical place where time stops. So I believe that Casey's apartment is the time machine. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what I want to go back in. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I am beautiful and youthful. Yeah, yep. uh, I did not look like this four years ago. The other day, I did tell you that you look like an underwear model with this clothes on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, who ate another underwear model? All right. Well, I would tell you all to get inside, but we're already here. Exactly. So everybody, shut the fuck up. Here we are. Ah. Welcome Casey didn't to 1989. Shut up. Ah, damn it! <laughs> Casey it's hit, the whole it's way. his t- it's his time machine. Yeah, it's my fucking apartment. His what? rules. Get out. Yep. Uh, it's March 3rd, 1989. Did you know? You do because I told uh, yeah. you. Yeah, you just uh, said it. So. We, I know. We could have seen anything we wanted to in theaters. We could have seen The Fly too. Oh man. Oh man. I would yeah. have loved to do that. Such a good trailer for that. Uh, yeah, for that movie. A trailer had that had nothing to do, like wasn't scenes from the movie or no, anything. No, it's no. just a fucking awesome trailer. Was that, that uh, like a, a theme right Eric now? Eric Stoltz's the, the TV spots for the Dream Little Dream. 
<laughs> didn't even tell you that it was a body swap movie. No, no. they don't do that at all. They right. made it look like a movie I might want to watch. Oh, maybe. Uh, uh, we also could have seen Tap with Gregory Hines, yeah. which actually also has an impressive trailer. You'd be like, I don't want to watch a movie about tap dancing. You watch the trailer. Peak trailer pretty good. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's right. pretty nice. Uh, we could have gone to see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure again and met up with ourselves that have gone back in time earlier. You would have formed your band in 1989 oh, and destroyed the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could have been Nirvana Bleach, but uh, oh well. <laughs> uh, so it's March 3rd. Uh, we Yeah, we could have seen Skin Deep. We didn't see any of that, though. We saw... Skin Deep? Was that Blake Edwards' last movie? I don't know if it was his last, but uh, I think it was the first one of his I watched. Uh, it was the first one with the glowing boner. It, it was, which uh, that scene is still funny. And after he gets the electro... It's a John Ritter movie with a lot of sex stuff. It's not really a good movie, but there's two great scenes in it. Just when... Casey's phrasing has me curious. <laughs> glowing boners? First one, the first yeah. one with the glowing boner? Well, yeah. Hold on. He <laughs> yeah. didn't even finish the sentence because it's not just glowing boners. It's a glowing boner fight. Uh, oh. Yeah, going boner <laughs> fight. Sorry, you gotta see this movie. Yeah, it's uh, no, you don't. You gotta see that scene. And, yeah, and yeah, when he's that's... got uh, tremors from electroshock therapy for being too horny, that's pretty good too. <laughs> anyway, we all watch. Is that is that the story of your life? Yeah, basically, it's a one sentence autobiography. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Uh, we saw Dream a Little Dream with the Corys, all for the yes. first time. I'm. Almost certain. I'd never, I'd never seen it before. Yeah. I would never have agreed to this if I had seen this movie <laughs> I don't know if I would have offered it up. No, I definitely would have because this was absolutely insane, this movie. I don't even yeah. know oh my God. what to say, where to begin. Now, I just want to say that I I looked on the Wikipedia for this. This movie didn't make a lot of money, right? It made mm-hmm. like a couple million or something like total. This is like yeah. the beginning of the end of the quarry. in think, my right? mind, like have there being like the, the poster for this and that the fact there was a second one like yeah. for some reason six years later for some reason in my mind this was like peak popularity well and you see other name actors well, in it yeah. sure recognize having careers yeah, yeah, since absolutely. then absolutely this so is, a, this is a, this not even was... a year after License to Drive they're yeah. you know they're hot so I had assumed that this was like peak popularity yeah. like the movie must have been a smash hit they made it another se- a sequel <laughs> I didn't know what year the sequel was until I looked into it but yeah, and then I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, given that this is the intro, should I be stopping you guys every five seconds? And go be boo doo boo dee boo. Yeah. <laughs> what does IMDb does anyone, uh, is what's like the do they try and sum it up in a sentence on IMDb? Because I have the Wikipedia plot, but that's pretty uh, detailed uh, because they have to go into so much effort to explain what the movie's about because even the movie doesn't know what this movie's about. Yeah, I, I think it like IMDb kind of half tells you a bit of what's going on. Yeah, because I, I I got confused while I was watching the movie, and then so I'm like I'm gonna read a little bit about it and see if I can catch up to what's going on. Should and I try uh, and start it, the? Should I read? Well, the read wiki- yeah, read okay. the IMDb synopsis if you will. Well, I have the Wikipedia one, but oh, I can okay. read the first two sentences of it as it gets the gist okay. of it. So Bobby Keller, Corey Feldman, is a slacker high school student yep, who, yep. while running through a shortcut through a backyard in his neighborhood one night, collides with Leanne Diamond, Meredith Salinger, uh-huh. over whom Bobby has recently been obsessing. During yeah. the collision, yeah. elderly professor Coleman, Jason <laughs> Roberts, is performing a meditation <laughs> exercise in the yeah. yard with his wife, Gina, uh-huh. Pe- Piper Laurie, uh-huh. theorizing that if he and his wife can enter a meditative alpha state together <laughs> voluntarily, <laughs> they will be able to live forever. However, just as the Edinburghs are on the verge of completing their meditation experiment, the teenager's collision re- renders both teens unconscious, enacting a type of body switch between the four characters. Sort of. No. <laughs> no. 
Nope. Uh, that's not what happens. Yeah. That's better. That's much <laughs> more detailed than the IMDb one, which just gives you like a uh, a body swap between a teen and an old guy. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> now, my first note on this None movie. of the trailers, because I, I had seen the trailer for this over and over again. It's on some mm-hmm. tape I own. I don't remember which one. And at no point does it allude to there being a body swap. And if there does, it seems like it might be between be between the Corys. Yeah, and I just like, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, Corys and Corys body. The Corys <laughs> switching bodies. <laughs> Who would notice? <laughs> um, so around this time, just sorry to cut you yes, off. Yes, please. Um, there was this was one of five body swap movies all released around the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, versa. yeah. Vice versa. Uh, yeah. 18, Eighteen again. again. Yeah. Big, Big chairman like of the board. Son. Right. This was a hot no, commodity. People no, were chairman like, of the board. You just, keep thinking yeah. chairman of the board is a body switch thing. It's just got it's carrot just top. Carrot <laughs> it's just carrot top I just and Courtney Thornton. A carrot top movie must have something to do with some <laughs> terrible one where a chimpanzee surfs. I really did remember that. It sort of is. <laughs> it well, carrot top surfs yeah. in it. So close well, enough. What was the original body swap movie? Was it the Shaggy Dog or just something before that? Uh, mm. The Parent Trap is that? Uh, parent Trap. Oh, Parent Trap. Yeah. Oh, that after Shaggy Dog. Yeah. Is Parent Trap a? That's not really. A body swap in the sense of like we've switched minds though that's just like we are pretending to be each other oh yeah no it's not it's not it's freaky friday that's what i'm thinking of that's what i'm thinking of freaky friday thank you was that Haley mills as well who was freaky friday jamie lee curtis (laughs) yes yes. yeah there you go i think the important thing is that if any one of us could have swapped our bodies before having to watch this (laughs) yeah we would be very happy i would have just swapped you into mine and made you watch it again Yeah, you'd wait for him to do yeah. So, okay, let's start at the beginning and try uh, the opening credit sequence with a whole lot of do to bat do wow. Cutting into Bibu Dabu Dibu time 17. Let's see. How did I write it down? I I did take some notes. Oh, when I went on a a torrent site to try and steal this movie, which I did. Nice. When I punched in and searched in, in their search engine, Dream a Little Dream. A whole bunch of porn came up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I got one too. No, not a whole bunch of porn. One porn a whole bunch of times, one called The Little Sperm Man. Yes, I got that one too. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the fucking best name for a porno and also the worst drink. <laughs> Do you have lemonade? No, but. <laughs> and then you downloaded it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched the trailer. Yeah. Oh, did you seriously? I did, I did. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, a It's what you think. <laughs> is its plot less convoluted? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's got a much more linear. But Corey uh, Haim is in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I wrote down do ratu do do we do. Yeah. Uh, oh. So that's, that's oh, what dear. I took in. So then we have the Corey's. The yeah, it's like the the the, uh, the thing that we're trying to translate into into words is that like there's this weird vocal thing going on that's cutting between credits on black like colored words yeah. on black uh, background and then the Corey's like ad-libbing or doing these kind of just definitely like, ad-libbing. we're hanging out in our room we're buds and it goes on for like five minutes yeah, or it's a really do long do they bit. sleep in the same room like, okay. well in this well, they scene they make out yeah. Yeah. yeah they basically make out yeah, here totally. yeah, they really like putting their mouths close together they're when they very make close to yeah, each other yeah. At Corey Haim, because at first he's like, uh, Corey Feldman's like, hey, Dinger, wake up. Yeah, and then that's when you realize a character in this movie will be named Dinger. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, leave me alone, Bobby. I'm sleeping right now. I'm in a deep sleep. I'm having a dream about Apache women and Mai Tais and Vanna White and a whip. Yeah. He's like... Listen, Which, man. He's like, well, <laughs> you got the plot of the porno that you downloaded. Oh, damn it, I was so, 
You've been watching too much Mermaid, my friend. <laughs> Damn, you're having the better. dreams. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, then they, they have a little acapella blues jam. Oh, yeah. Oh, which is oh, that's upsetting. Really, uh, that's I don't know. Really, the most awkward thing you can put into any movie television show yeah. is somebody doing the generic blues beat while the other person puts awful generic lyrics over. Yes. It. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Please shut I hate the fuck up. Movie. Everyone knows what this is. We don't need to repeat. <laughs> And then cut back, back to the doos up wappers a doop. Yeah, forever. It's <laughs> hey. a long time. Really, yeah. really long. They go like I, like I have notes, and then they're and then it cuts to them doing. Oh, uh, yeah, they're doing each other's. Are they doing each other's hair? No, they're doing their own hair. Well, okay. they're not. They're not just doing their hair. They're also cutting the nipples out of most of their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Like it's a getting then, ready for like getting ready for school montage, and yeah. they're like putting mountains of mousse in their hair. I thought it was yeah. shaving cream. No, it's and moose. It's, it's, no, it looks like you were you not alive in 1989. <laughs> yeah. I, I have moose. Did you see them shave their heads? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I, you brought up the montage thing, though, because I noticed that this wasn't really a body swap movie. It yeah. was just a movie about montages. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Thing was a montage. Well, I, it I starts wrote, out with a montage. Like. Yeah. It but, continues with another montage. Within the first 40 minutes, there's been three montages. Yeah. But they're like they're cutting holes in all of their jeans yep. and their shirts. Yep. Like at one point, literally, he's cutting the nipples out of his yeah, shirt. Yeah. And then Corey Haim looks at Corey Feldman and goes, "Perfection." Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, why don't you guys just go back right. to Beckett? And then uh, he says, he's telling him, look, it's Corey Feldman is like, I'm in love with uh, whatever her name is. Lainey? And he's like, Lainey, you can't yeah. be because of uh, Joel or whatever. And he's like, uh, but I am. And he's like, you got to stop. Then he's like, eh. And then that goes on for a while. Where things like, what's that? Eh. He's like, that's how I laugh. Eh. Yeah. Eh. That's what I do. So when did Feldman become... And this the- is the... Uh, end of my notes. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it's also the first ten to, to fifteen down. minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, just yeah, them I doing didn't cop out on notes right away. I don't want to foreshadow, but I do have the word "unitards" written in all caps with a lot of exclamation <laughs> points. So I still have notes to come. Uh-huh. Yeah, my net. My, I'm just glad you brought up the thing about the about. It's not really a body swap movie because yeah. my I, one of the notes that I made was like this didn't even need to be a body swap movie. No, because oh. the plot that's going around the body swap movie is basically tough turf. With James Spader. Oh, it's yeah. It's basically yeah, like right a on. Romeo and Juliet thing where it's like, I'm yeah. not allowed to like this girl because she's yeah. got like something like a family or in this case, a boyfriend. Yeah. And th- so me pursuing her is going to bring danger to me and, and my friends. friends with be- the boyfriend. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, like they the- call him his best friend repeatedly. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah. I don't get the, what his relationship with Dinger Those is. Those relationships were the weirdest, even yeah. for high school standards. <laughs> I was like, they all hated each other. They wanted to yeah, beat yeah. each other up, but they're best friends. The yeah, Which is the it. big impassioned speech at the end. Yeah. We'll yeah. get there, but... Yeah. Uh, and- but yeah, like it just seems like the whole body swapping thing is like in a really incidental B plot. And well, I got so confused with it too when it when it happens. I was well, really... where did Jason Robard's body? Where go? is it? Where is his body? Okay, uh, all right. We'll, so we'll... they take a shortcut to school every day, which is through D- Jason Robard's yard, and you get a little introduction to him with his yeah, wife, his Piper Laurie. Good old yeah, Coleman. Yeah. 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 And uh, and uh, yeah, Harry Dean Stanton is there. Who I thought was having an affair with uh, Robard's wife. Well, the yeah, were on the lips when they said hi. Yeah, yeah, I but very... I guess he just lives there and fucks both of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess. So confused. Because there enjoyed- was a, like the the relationship between Jason Robards and Harry Dean Stanton was very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it was like very loving. Like yeah. they're kind of flirting. Ah, oh, buddy, I love you. I love you. You know what else I love? Your wife's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and putting stuff in Harry it. Dean I love putting things in there. Um. So yeah, uh, Jason Robards doing a lot of Tai Chi, and he's talking about dreams every day, and blah blah, fucking blah. The kids walk through the yards. He yells at him. He gets him wet. Kids go to school. There, and there's a whole lot of cutting around between storylines that I. This is where I started having trouble following what was going on. Yeah, this I'm movie not sure what I'm supposed to be taking in. Oh, yeah. yeah, everyone's ad libbing. Yeah. No one knows what movie they're in. Does not help because the guy that directed this movie decided that every scene had to be like hyperkinetic. Like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like panning by people, yeah, yeah, dolly yeah. shots yeah. up and down. There's sometimes like, it's sometimes it's just the the character shadows. Right, because yeah. right. this guy gets it. Yeah, he does. He does. Well, but I was gonna say 95 percent of the scenes, I'm like, is this a Richard Marks video? Because I'm pretty sure I'm watching a Richard Marks <laughs> yeah. video. Yeah, and 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 like the fact that the body swap plot is so incomprehensible. They he even tries to like okay, anytime it's a dream sequence, it'll all be in blue. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. But and, you don't and, know that. The there first will be time. an occasional echo. Yeah, occasional. Yeah. You don't know yeah. that the first time they do the dream sequence. After no. they, they slam into each other. So yeah. you're like, why is? And then you find out after that he wakes up. And well, you're like, they don't go into it or out of it with any clarity at all. No, no and no, they no. try to make all of the explanation happen in the middle, which is the least helpful time to give it to me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so okay. But, Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Let's get let's get into the swap part because yes. I think there's a lot of okay. So there's a lot to unpack. There. So I don't know what exactly <laughs> is going on, but it's the evening, and yeah. Corey Feldman's like, "Run, let's run. Running's fun," and he takes off running. <laughs> Corey Haim has a broken leg because like, he actually running. had a broken leg yeah, in real life. Oh, it wasn't just because his mom ran, yeah. ran yeah, over. He's him trying or? to teach his mom how to. Well, okay, in real life, Corey Haim was trying to teach his mom how to drive a motorcycle, and she didn't know how and drove into a wall, broke her nose and his leg. <laughs> All right, well, so then they write it into the script. Uh, your mom ran over your leg. You got a broken leg. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why. So then Corey Feldman's like, "Running at night is the best," and he takes off running like a lumbering troll. And uh, <laughs> and his hair in this movie, I can't. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's okay. it is fucking. I think I, think I figured out how to capture this. You ever know anyone with troll dolls that cut all the hair off, but because the hair is so tight against the scalp, you get this tiny little fucking afro around yeah. it? Yeah. That's what his hair... It was like a purple cut-off troll doll's hair. Oh, yeah. but but mullet, like the, like the longest mullet, too. Yeah. Oh, that was Corey Haim. Oh, Corey yeah. Haim's got a troll like hair. Sorry. Corey Feldman's... Corey Feldman has, like, it's... Skill, skill Rex or... Skillex or whatever the hell that guy's Skrillex. Skrillex. Skillrex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Skillrex. Skillrex without the Skrillex. shave on the side of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like okay, it's like Skrillex well, without the shave on the side of his head meets Michael Jackson. Well, that's what so it was. Amazing. It was Michael yeah. Jackson's yeah. hair at that time yeah. in 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, he, he looked, he dressed yeah, like yeah. his whole character is Michael not, and not just his character in the movie who Corey Feldman was at the time was just Michael Jackson yeah yeah, yeah. he walked around dressed like that yeah. all the time yeah and the, doing like the, and da- doing the dancing yeah. and yeah, 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 yeah. And the little like squirrely like yeah uh, string yeah of hair down yeah, yeah. In front just of his disgusting eyes. and it's so cl- it's so clearly like that one little strand of hair just right here it's so clear that there's like a bottle and a half of gel in that <laughs> strand because yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, it's, it's just like oh sorry sorry you're right I should have said yeah moose up 
It's 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 just so it's the most just d- contrived yeah. and oh, greasy. It's terrible. Yeah. So they take off running. And he leave, does. Yeah. And leaves him behind. And then you've got the girl that he's uh, in love with. She's biking, and there's a lot. And then they're playing like a Van Morrison song or something. And there's a lot of yeah. cutting back yeah. and forth. Yeah, Van Morrison forever. And like I know they're going to collide. Just do it yeah. instead of make, like all these close-ups on feet running and bikes and yeah. shadows of bikes. And the old couple. The, the old couple are doing meditating. yoga in the uh, yard, which is going not yoga. They're doing tai chi tai in the chi. yard. And, and that's which, gonna make them live forever. They keep, yeah, they keep talking about the experiment that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're doing this experiment so that we can what inhabit the bodies of children who <laughs> run into each other in our backyard. He says, but we gotta do a lot of time. Yeah. Well, my yeah. only thought with it is, I'm like, you have Jason Robards talking to his wife like he's a serial killer. Everything yeah. Oh yeah. Comes out like this. Yeah. While he's talking about his plan, the experiment he wants to do with her that might make them able to live forever. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. want to live forever. Yeah, it's creepy they're, as shit. They're like in love, <laughs> want to <laughs> love each other for the rest of their lives. Oh, I thought he was going for a whole cult thing totally (laughs) (laughs) but they collide in the back and and it's really hilarious how they collide because there's no way anyone would do this because it's a long stretch that they're running at each like going at each other and he basically just barrels into her like, just right into her they yeah. can clearly see each other it's for a like a good 15 path. seconds yeah. and i don't yeah. know why he's running to begin with and also later on in the movie uh he gets uh was it him yeah he gets hit by a door like somebody like a drives up in a truck yeah, yeah, yeah. and then hits him and, and again he can see the car coming for like a good minute now oh, yeah, yeah yeah but he still uh, runs that hair in his way yeah right. oh yeah so, he's wrapping around so his they, eyes they no collide in front of the tai chi experiment and again now i don't really know that this is a body switch movie at this point i've only seen the trailer i haven't read anything and i'm just watching this thing Mm -hmm. and i'm aware that some kind of switch has gone on but i kind of thought the girl and Corey feldman switched bodies yeah so that's what i thought was happening for like a while (laughs) (laughs) and that's i was so confused for like 20 minutes of this movie because the next thing that they cut to after they do that is that like a dream sequence where it's the old dude and Corey feldman they're talking and stuff and then well that's even a little later because first Corey feldman wakes wakes up up. and doesn't know who he is and he's looking in the mirror and he's like oh no i'm him yeah and he goes to school and sees her and she's like you know me and he's like you know me and he's like oh good gina and she's like what and then I'm like, who's Gina? <laughs> well, I have to go back, though. Cause yes, one please. Thing, one moment that I love when they're in school. Um, I think it's Corey Haim gives a girl. Sh- no, a girl gives him shit for stop rapping. It's out. It happened a while ago is the uh. quote. But all of these kids keep breaking out into Wilson Pickett songs. I heard Emerson, Lake, and Palmer reference. <laughs> yeah. And the blues sequence. But rapping. It's 89. That shit's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over. We're into ELP now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and also, sorry, I just... Just, just to clarify, was the Tai Chi experiment? Did it all hinge on two children running into each other? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, that the that tai messed chi everything up. Was like they're gonna be in the backyard. They're like hands together. They yeah. walk apart. He's saying like state kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, he's saying like feel the energy of the earth. And they're gonna like gonna enter like, the dream world. Is that what something yeah, like he that? Wants that? They want to coexist in a dream world, like yeah, metaphysically. Man. Yeah, for, me too, for, buddy. For, <laughs> <laughs> I see you there. <laughs> You meet so together. So that they We're take going, Eric. And stop them from fucking up children. Yeah. Bring your notes. Bring your- <laughs> I would like to point out again, if the listeners remember, the last time Eric Tokar was here, he made the most uh, detailed and intense notes. Did you print these at work again? I did. Yes, good, sir. Totally uh, did you watch the movie at work again? I did a lot of research at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Printed uh, out. Yeah. So yeah. So pages of notes. <laughs> 
there so the, that was part of the reason I stopped taking notes I'm like Eric's gonna have pages of notes yeah. I don't need shit Coleman and Bobby do meet in the dream plane right. shortly after after this. he goes to school for a day um, it confused me yeah after he decides okay yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, try and be like Corey Feldman which but which okay so he says I'm gonna have to try and be like Corey Feldman he goes yeah. to school a bunch of stuff happens he basically is just Corey Feldman because right. Corey Feldman doesn't know how to act like an old dude <laughs> like literally but then later they they say like you gotta act like a Corey Feldman and then nothing happens of that no so <laughs> and they know. actually say Corey Feldman yeah you're not yeah. acting enough like Corey Feldman <laughs> like it doesn't even try to be like about him trying to be like I gotta be young yo 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 like one yeah. scene yeah yeah, yeah. Where he says dude a lot or yeah something. and then and literally like he, he he comes up and he's like yo dude I'm hip and I'm and yeah, then somebody just goes bopping. quit it <laughs> and then he does yeah. yeah which much credit to Jason Robards he realized he wasn't doing it I keep sure. saying Jason Robards, even yeah. though Corey Feldman's acting. Yeah. Yeah. But this but, is going to kill me trying because I learned like I, I know Lacey's name. Past yeah. that, yeah, I just yeah. know the actors. Oh yeah. But Corey and uh, Coleman and Bobby do. There's meet not on... even a Lacey in this thing. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> There's a Laney. 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 Yeah. So you I was learned... with you, buddy. I'm like, yeah, 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 fucking Lacey, uh, right? Lacey. Yeah. She yeah. was my favorite character. I've also screwed up the Corys during this conversation. Let me put in a formal request that you can do better as your official Corys uh, guest <laughs> yeah. host, and that next time. No, I don't think. You're doing, no, you're doing this great. Is, this is an asterisk beside this movie because I don't really think it's even a two Corys movie. No, because no. The main, it's very one Corey, Corey Haim is very peripheral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does not do much in this. And the main character so doesn't is count kind for of Jimmy. Get him another yeah. Corey, two Corys movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they do <laughs> they do meet on the astral plane <laughs> or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, uh, Bobby and Coleman right. and and and. Corey Feldman's character Bobby They're in Blue Hue Dream World. In the Blue Who Dream World. Uh, <laughs> Blue Who Dream World. Fucking. In the Boo Hoo Cry Cry. I'm a big baby in the Dream World sequence. Where are we, Jason Robards? Don't you know this is the Blue Who Room? Yeah. So on on the astral plane, Corey Feldman reveals that like he's gonna stay here because it's much cooler than yeah. He's being like a, a dick about it. What a like, lazy total piece of dick shit. about it. Like he's Dream Satan. He's yeah. basically blackmailing fucking Jason Robards' character, too. He's like, you want to get back to fucking Gina? Well, guess what, buddy? Fix my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to do gonna all- wear a bunch of different dream outfits here. <laughs> I got my little dream bow tie. I got my dream shorts. <laughs> hey, look else. at me. I'm a real dream boat. Yes! I'm staying here. I got Michael jokes. Jackson's career, toot, toot, too. dream like boat. outfit and... Yeah, did, he, yeah did, he's dressed uh, like Michael a lot. Yeah. Did it feel to anyone else, though, like there was a first dream sequence that maybe was cut out that happened before he was back I think school? there was a lot of stuff cut out of this movie, and I think we will get... There was a lot of stuff cut out of this two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, two hours. Fuck. Fuck. hours. What happened to yeah. the 80-minute special, Dan Gorman? I know. Yeah. I wish. Oh, I wish this was an 80-minute special. I want to re- remind people, okay, I think there was something cut out at the end of this movie, and we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, Roger Ebert mentioned in his review that he thought this, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Right. But, um, so yeah, Corey Feldman's like, I'm not going to come back to the real world until you fix my life, and then I think you'll get your wife back, who may or may not be leaving forever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't understand. Where is she, and what's, who's she's packing? Like, what is she? She's packing for something in the dream world, and he needs to fix the life to get back to her, but it's oh, never God. explained. And why does he not once, like, she's packing this stuff yeah. inside of the Feldman yeah. and Robards having this conversation on the yeah. porch, and she's packing this stuff inside of the home, inside of the porch. Not once does Robards try to open the door. Yeah. No, like he it, doesn't. Like he, takes, he takes Feldman's Drives word for nuts. everything. And the like, thing oh, is, Feldman, okay. Feldman knows everything about the dream world immediately. Yeah. And Jason Robert yeah, is like, yeah. and why hey, how would... come she can't hear me? Oh, because, I don't know, dream world rules. Oh, I'll Have take you your word for it, Feldman. yelling against the window instead yeah, of casually something. talking yeah. Yeah. Yelling her name, something like that. But yeah. I don't understand why Corey Feldman wants 
any of this to go on like if i when i was a teenager if i was like my life's a mess you know you know who could fix it if i could put the elderly an old man who hates me in my body for a week (laughs) that would clearly solve all my problems i don't know yeah so on wikipedia it says coleman discovers that gina skeptical of her husband's dream state theory from the beginning is also trapped in the dream but is unable to communicate with him because part of her mind has been transferred to laney's body Right, part Which, of her mind. Yeah, part of her well, yeah mind. because Fucking like part of it. Because yeah. she's she's like, oh, I don't, I'm not the, an old lady. Go away, Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. What are but you talking you, about? Is. But I don't know what my locker combination. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, now I pull like, on my lip and uh, you know, yeah. like Sinatra. She could only see the old people in her dreams, so it was like Nightmare on Elm Street. She would like Laney would fall asleep, and yeah, then she yeah. would realize that she was kind of. You know, sharing this yeah. fucking body or right. brain, but that's not sort communicated of. Yeah. in. See, the, this is why you're no, in the bed. In you're the <laughs> Like this Wikipedia article seems like it was written by the person that wrote the script and was like, "I got to get the real story out there. Like, I got to get what it's supposed to be about out there because it it goes into so much. Like at this point, Bobby informs Coleman that he has very little time to prevent what's left of his wife from forgetting about him and becoming lost in the dream forever. Mm-hmm. None of this, like her forgetting about him. Like I, I feel where like, is his body? Where does the fucking body yeah. go? Where's yeah. her body? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not a body swap movie. It's a one person gets somebody in them and the other person it's flies away. It's a blackmail movie. It's yeah. a body it disappearo movie. Yeah. But then the one body, the guy, the one guy who's in the dream world all the time, his body's still out his body in the real in in regular world. Trying to bang teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, I, I get about- it. Like... <laughs> What's so good about the dream world? Why does Feldman want to stay there? Like, you, like yeah. he's just yeah, watching, never it's very, watching Gina it's very just blue. kind of pack? Is that what's yeah. so good I, he about says, it? He loves watching old ladies pack. <laughs> he's he a huge a fan of that. He is, again, is that is what now. the porn was about? Yeah. <laughs> he does say that uh, he likes it better there because his teen, like he was like a troubled teen or something. Like, it, like because he was struggling as with his life yeah, like, yeah he just yeah. thinks like, it's a quiet place couldn't to, afford like, the moose anymore like, yeah fuck. yeah he's I like know. my my friends are assholes my parents hate me you do it for a while yeah yeah he is a dick to jason robards the whole fucking time oh, even yeah. if uh, like i did I, the ending i didn't like uh, anyway we'll get to oh that. yeah no yeah. we'll get there oh, i was yeah. like fucking no lesson. fucking get your revenge on this asshole <laughs> <laughs> now wikipedia says that coleman realizes that he has a few days to do all the generation gaps high school bullies leanne uh leanne's violent and an unstable boyfriend joel uh-huh. and also her bitter manipulative divorced mother right in order to improve <laughs> and her, her bobby's man, her grades. manservant ron <laughs> i loved her ron. jeff foxworthy ron <laughs> yes oh. so he, what he's trying to do is connect with leah laney and lacy uh, con- lacy lacy uh <laughs> lily i think lisa <laughs> yeah um and and convince her to recreate the experiment to save the wife but that's not communicated either. No, he never says, no. like, I got to go back and do that experiment again. Yeah. It's just kind of like, I got to win her over for yeah, whatever for reason. One, yeah, like, if they fall in love. Like, that's what I thought was going on. Is like, he needs them to fall in love or they need to fall in love. Do they have to get married again? Does yeah. Corey Feldman have to marry this girl so they can be married? In the, I don't well, know. Corey Feldman basically does to him the move that I do at work when I see a bunch of people uh, standing around trying to figure out a complex problem where uh-huh. I like to walk by and go, I think the answer's pretty obvious and then just get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what he does. is like, 
you're overthinking it. If you just relaxed, it would be obvious what you have to do. And it's like, that's not a clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's a lot of that. Like a lot of people going, what am, what, what do I have to do? What, what yeah. am I supposed to do? And then the other person being really weird and cryptic and Twin Peaksy yeah, and going, like peace. Doesn't uh, Feldman say to Jason Robards, like, you're, you're, you're too smart for this. That's your problem. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, dummy, we're in a bad movie here that none of us thought out. So trying to think <laughs> anything's going to make sense. It doesn't going to work, some, idiot. It has some classic lines, uh, like uh, uh, Feldman is getting ready. The first day he's going to school, Spurrier goes to school as Jason Robards, or with Jason Robards inside of his body or his brain or his dreams. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, he's getting ready. He's trying to find something to wear. And he's like, uh, and he puts on like his jacket and the sleeves are all rolled up. And he goes like, oh, yeah, I love why do kids have cereal bowls at the end of their sleeves? <laughs> Which and, wait what? I had like the the reaction to that line. I was like, "What is he talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh, because you could they there's so much fold you could fill milk in it." Yeah, like that's the joke. That is what it is. Uh-huh. Like does he say? Does he explain no, but that? No, that's what that's what I. It took me a minute to get it, and I was like, "Okay, he's saying because they they wear such big clothes, right? They fold up their cuffs so much that there's basically a big scoop. Yeah, it's in like the edges of a taco some, hat or something. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not a better way to." To, to no, there isn't, no. Casey. Shut <laughs> up. Cereal bowls? <laughs> You're too smart for those clothes. But yeah. kind of... <laughs> oh, man, these kids are wearing uh, the baggy clothes. It reminds me of something, uh, cereal bowls. This is the point of the movie, though, where I'm starting to, like, where I, when I was watching, I was starting to wonder, oh, is this a movie written by an older generation trying to find a way to tell the younger generation what they think about everything, insulting yeah. rap, insulting the clothes. Right. Going ah. on, and was getting that awkward feeling. Your clothes like, are you, stupid. You should listen to some Wilson Pickett. Yeah. Good night. Oh, who do we hire? We hire the two Corys. The kids yeah. eat that shit up. <laughs> How yeah. long did it take people to realize the mom was Victoria Jackson? Uh, oh, I knew right away through. because I, I read the cast list. I, mean, and... I, I saw her in the opening credits and I was waiting for her to show up, but then she doesn't do anything. Yeah, well, yeah. no, no, but no. Like, at all. She's actually a huge part because she's part of the understated pedophilia theme because I, I had to look this up afterwards because I'm like, I know Victoria Jackson's young. Yeah. She's the Feldman's mother. Yeah. But, yeah. And Alex Rocco was pretty old. Yeah. yeah. Father. You mean Mo Green. Yeah. And they, they tried to... Uh, <laughs> Put Victoria Jackson in like glasses and curlers at yeah. all times to make her not look as young as she is. But basically, Alex Rocco at this point, the dad is fifty three. Yeah. Victoria Jackson at this point is thirty, and Corey Feldman pl- is eighteen and playing eighteen because he's doing his SATs. Right. Yeah. So she would have been impregnated at like eleven to give birth at twelve, yeah. given this happy, wonderful relationship. Right. And mm. given that you have a Jason Robards in Corey Feldman's body chasing after a teen girl. Yeah. Elderly men with obscenely young women seems well, yeah. to be a, an ongoing sort of narrative. That was a theme I didn't <laughs> even like pick Twilight up in this movie. Yeah, Thanks, Corys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what Thanks you, for making that cool. What do you got on your notes next? <laughs> yeah. um, well, I, I thought it was funny the uh, the school tough guy, which I couldn't really tell. Like they were kind of a jo- they kind of jocks, but they weren't what really. Is, what is his name? Joel. Like Demuso uh, or William McNamara? Uh, yeah, that's the actor. Lanny. No, that's Joel. Joel's not even. Joel's not even like the big bully he's just the guy who of, owns like the, the Corys. He's, yeah he owns them but he's also kind of like he's bat- in battle with the, the gang of four like the other punk yeah yeah, yeah which yeah. is the, you know the, the, the the lead guy is the one who's like I'm disappointed in Teen Wolf guy nerd from oh, Teen really? Wolf yeah he's the little oh, fellow really? who at the party when Teen Wolf wolfs out he oh, looks at yeah, him and goes fuck he is 
<laughs> but he didn't have like the blonde, like the blonde. Yeah, gross, they grew his uh, hair out. And hair like, you're not a nerd. You're a uh, punk. Uh, See, I was thinking a little <laughs> bit Spicoli, a little bit the Warriors come out and play guy, and a little yeah. bit Kurt Cobain as a weenie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's the through line to our yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, this Joel dude who's who's uh, dating Lacey or fucking Laney or. He, uh, so he notices. I loved his royal blue suede jacket. Yeah, with blue the, with the fringe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he wore it throughout the whole movie. Yeah, well, yeah. if you got a jacket like that, you gotta wear it. Oh yeah. And, and the thing plus I, the, the wardrobe budget on this thing was nil. Mm-hmm. And the thing I loved about Haim's character is that he wasn't really in the movie much after the introduction. Yeah. But he was a, clearly an alcoholic. <laughs> like, any chance he could get a drink he was drinking yeah, absolutely yeah so <clears throat> he wasn't even supposed to be in the movie he just kept showing up yeah. drunk on, yeah. on set <laughs> that would actually make more sense <laughs> totally that's why Haim's character was my favorite oh, yeah my so I mean Banger. old dude in Corey's body eventually gets Lily Laney Lisa to like kind of start seeing him right yeah, because because eventually we get to the point where he sh- they like go out to sort of like lookout point oh, no, or whatever. Jason Robards yeah. romances that girl. Oh, yeah. absolutely. At which point the like bad dudes show up and they're gonna fucking beat him up. Yeah, and this is all and behind the boyfriend's back. Well, because he Joel beats up boyfriend. the he beats up the old, uh, Teen Wolf's buddy. Yeah, uh, during a football game. Right, oh, and then yeah. Teen Wolf and his buddies show up when uh, Feldman and the girl are out on the beach or whatever. And are we just calling him Teen Wolf now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, that's when he hits him with the car door, and they beat up Feldman. Yeah, and, and um, uh, uh, wait, wait, Laney, thank you. Yeah, uh, yells after two weak punches. Stop it! You're killing him. He goes, "You're <laughs> killing him." <laughs> <laughs> I laughed my ass off at that. That was good. Uh-uh. The uh, Th- that has a couple of weird moments because, oh, like, yeah. she's like, "Stop it! You're killing him," and then he looks at her. Yeah. Um, uh, like Teen Wolf looks at her and goes. Nah, I'd, I'd rather, rather jack off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm like, what are you responding what? to? What were you going First of all, no, you wouldn't. Then continue to Meredith beat up Corey what, Feldman. What's-her-face is a fine-looking lady. And also, yeah, like, well, I could kill him, but I kind of want to jack off right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. His white suit did give me a boner, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to jack off. I'm going to make a little sperm aid. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants Spermade? Uh, Let's see. I got some orange juice, some purple stuff, (laughs) Spermade. Hey, Spermade. Your mom's cool. (laughs) Gross. <laughs> you guys are gonna break champion lover, which is the key, yeah. the, totally the key romance them, yeah. scene, like the key winning over of Laney by Corey Feldman, is like the big dance scene to "Dream a Little Dream" uh, yeah. song in the middle yeah. of the movie, which is kind of weird and bizarre. Did you see um, who did that version? That off. Basically, it's what is it? Uh, Mel Torme. Mel Torme with the lead singer from Starship. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or, and I'm like, if that's, you told that's me who the, did the one at the end, yes. like the duet yeah. at the end. It's the yeah, same yeah. one that it's they the did. same. Yeah, 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 right. dance, yeah. Yeah. If you if you get star power like that on your song, you use that song as much as you possibly. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Uh, oh. But it's like if if you told me that and asked me to picture it, like people don't even have to listen to this. It's, yeah. It's exactly what you'd picture. Yeah. So the movie has kind of two climaxes. The first yeah. where we are leading up to sort of the boyfriend of Lainey 
getting a gun yeah. and holding Corey. <laughs> That's a weird term. That's oh. not going on. I'm which like, is a lot. Here? Which it literally me... is just like the writer was like, I don't know, he has no, a gun this is, now. This is why this movie is exactly to like Tough Turf. Because at the end of Tough Turf, it's like it gets really violent and scary with like James Bader having to fight the bad guy and they like have an axe battle. And like <laughs> it's it's exactly like Tough Turf where but it's just like he, somebody gets a gun. But he gets a gun to go kill Teen Wolf's buddy, yeah. not... Feldman, who's stolen his girlfriend. Who's the one who's fucking his... Or stolen his girlfriend or whatever. And who he's totally cool with after Feldman is like, guys, guys, this is high school. This guy, I hate him, but he's my friend. That happened. Right? I'm going to keep fucking your girlfriend. That's after the dance. Because he gets all rough with uh, Lainey Lacey Blue Who. Uh, (laughs) And uh, that's what Feldman takes him out of there. And she's going to go home. And And her parents parents are going to drug her. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That was the greatest scene because the parents didn't give a fuck. They were like, oh, you got hit. Joel hit you. Mom and Ron. Because they loved Joel. They loved uh, her her current or her boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Joel, yeah. Uh, Mr. Blue Suede Jacket. There. She yeah, also yeah. liked cracking pills open into glasses of wine. So that yeah. was the best yeah. when she drugged Lainey. That. Her teenage daughter is like, you know, I know how to put her to sleep. Let's get her, give her some wine. Oh, see, I missed that. With I thought she was just like, I like my drugs no. with my wine. Like, <laughs> I thought she was making her own drug. And they, they, they they asked well, because she, she stirs it with her finger and then licks her finger. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's some good drugs. <laughs> and they asked her too. They were like, uh, why did she provide? Provoke Joel like that? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, there's yeah. some serious victim blaming. Going oh my on. god, yeah. But that's oh an '80s god. movie sort yes, of joke. Yeah. Just terrible. So, so Corey Feldman's like, hey, don't shoot this dude. Like yeah. Casey was saying, uh-huh. uh, well, this is just high school. Like it's a really violent reaction to the just general high school stuff. And Corey Feldman is kind he's of just going to shoot that guy because he beat up Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. who stole his girlfriend? Why? Doesn't make and none but of again, it. This no. goes with the old guys telling teens what's what theory. It's the right. only way that you could have like the supposed old guy telling him, "Well, this is why you're being stupid and not appreciating life and how valuable it is and making is, dumb mistakes that right, can permanently yeah, sure. affect you." Is it Which like he the, couldn't have done that as strongly if it was on him? Right. Is it also like old old dude old stuffy white dude values where it's like your friend doing something to you is even worse because like women aren't even sort of they're just like the like. The the thing that you own. You know right, I, mean? right. I don't want to get yeah. to the moral fast because I, I hope this isn't the moral. But women provoke men into doing violence. Yeah, and no guy ever does anything wrong. It's a shifty friend that put him in that situation. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. It, the, the, yeah. There's a lot of. I got blaming. a lot to think about. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of yeah, like uh, leading me to believe like this is a movie about like old dudes trying to instill their like not updated values for the '80s. It's yeah. like people the death in the wish '80s. Three of 1989. Yeah. Where it's like all elderly people. <laughs> cheering while Charles Bronson kills the scary looking youth yeah yeah <laughs> but Corey Feldman convinces him not to shoot it just by saying hey man we're all gonna grow up and I'm gonna yeah. be like that asshole was sure a dick in high school but he's my friend but he's yeah. my friend the weird thing is everybody in that scene is trying to convince Joel not to shoot the guy because they're like well, hey it's fucking Feldman who's fucking your girl he's the one you have a problem with and even Feldman's like I'm the one who kissed your girlfriend don't shoot him and he's like nah I still gotta shoot him yeah. <laughs> I gotta shoot Teen Wolf he does yeah. it. I came here to shoot Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Teen Wolf's friend. And he disapproved of Teen Wolf. So, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So you're doesn't. shaking your head yeah. at Teen Wolf? Nobody shakes their head at Teen Wolf. <laughs> and it's like the gun comes out at the same time all the drinking and driving starts. All too. over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah, even Feldman's like, listen, you guys can shoot this guy if you want, but I'm going to go drink a beer by, by my car. car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the- that's how invested Corey Haim is yeah. in this whole movie. Totally. The casual smoking and drinking in teenagers is something that I miss so much in movies yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. it also has to be stated this evening when all this is going on, is the last chance for them to do the, meditation the Tai Chi thing. experiment. Well, it's the day of the SATs, which is clearly the day that some yeah. sort of metaphysical dream sequence has to yeah, happen. As always, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so that's why they it. have it because on Because if they day, go to yeah. sleep tonight and dream and they haven't done the Tai Chi uh, experiment, then that's that. Jason Robards will have to live in Corey Feldman's life forever and all the dream people will go to, I don't know, Dream Ohio. They're going to yeah. live in Ohio now. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. The blue who dream, the dream of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so they he diffuses the gun thing. Yeah. And then he goes to do sort of, then the rest of the movie is like we got to wrap up this metaphysical blue who room story. Yeah. And they're not supposed to sleep that night, right? They can't fall Right. Asleep. If they go to sleep, the all bets are off. So at this point, right. he's charging back to Lainey's place because right. he had to leave her there yeah, to yeah. solve. But, the but her mom and Ron drugged. drugged her with a glass of wine and some fucking roofies or yeah, some shit. Yeah. And this Sleep thing is like a rule just invented at the end of the movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like everything else. Yeah. So how do we... Yeah, what, though what, everything is invented at like the for the... Needed. Yeah, for that scene. Oh, yeah, so oh, yeah you can't go to sleep. Yeah, don't go to sleep. <laughs> oh, what if she goes to sleep? Tension. Yeah. <laughs> how do we get from him going back to do the thing to the point where we realize that it's a dream that she's even in trouble, the wife? because <laughs> there was a point in this movie where they go black back to the alternate reality dream sequence and Corey feldman basically says like via that chalkboard message yeah don't worry about your wife that was something i made up that no, she was that in doesn't trouble. happen yet that's no he says that at the end he has yeah. to run home to get uh to, to you know jason robards in Corey feldman's body after defusing the gun incident has to go to lacy laney's place <laughs> To uh, good old Lacey Laney, <laughs> yeah. she's a she's a garbage pill kid now. Uh, she ha- has to go there before she falls asleep, so they can do tai chi in the backyard, so they can all get their bodies back and be normal again. <laughs> did, but he did gets you hear there. The words that just came out of your mouth. And, and mom and Ron have drugged her with yes, roofies and so white wine, so asleep. she's asleep. So he punches in the window and jumps on top of her body <laughs> and just smears blood all over her face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wipes all this blood on her face, and her parents take him out of there, and he's like, no. Oh, damn it. I wasn't done. <laughs> I was drawing a heart. No, I'm a blood maid. Uh, terrible. Um, and they say, flies down in the front yard and dream a little dream plays again. And he's like, oh, bummer. And then Jason Robards wakes up and he hears Corey Feldman's voice going, hey, buddy, guess what? I, fuck, I don't know. I made it up. Yeah. Everything's fine. This is the weird thing about it is he leaves and he starts walking away and he gets to the Jason Robards house. Yeah. And then he starts walking around. He gets off camera where you can't see him. And you just see the view into the windows. Yeah. And then when he gets around to the front, he's not Corey Feldman anymore. He's Jason Robards. Yeah. yeah. And apparently all that he had to do was walk around half of his house. Yeah. And he would have solved <laughs> yeah. everything. That was the <laughs> antidote. Yeah. Pretty yeah, good. but this is my thing that I said. Like in Roger Ebert's review, he's like, "There, there's a twist at the end of the movie that's explained with like a line of dialogue where it's like basically you almost think, according to Roger Ebert, and I think he's right, that they maybe like shot him saving the wife or something, or there was probably a planned thing where it's like there's gonna be a big scene where yeah. he saves the wife and they didn't get time or for what it got written out of the film, so they had to come up with something like because eh, I'll just say I made it up. It oh is, no, he it, says I'm I made it up. <laughs> 
And he does his laugh. And he, yeah, and then he goes, I don't know, sounded like laughing. a good story. And that is an ADR line. Like yeah. That, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. line just over some random shit happening. So, it's like, yeah. a, like the entire plot, the entire plot of this film of, of, of Jason Roberts trying to get his wife back, the thing that we've yeah. watched for an hour and yeah. 50 of two, <laughs> uh, of two hours of a movie yeah. is revealed at the end of the movie in a line that is not spoken by anyone on screen <laughs> no. to not have ever mattered. Yeah. I made yeah. it up. Sounded like, like a, a good, good story. story. <laughs> I was so <laughs> fucking mad. Wait, they the tied in the laugh from the beginning. Oh, oh it is I clever. Yeah. This movie is a shitty mess. Just jumped right in front of the camera and went psych. No, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would have felt way better. The, the entire movie was—it's uh, basically the—it was all a dream ending. Yeah, yeah. he oh, just yeah. is revealed. And then I woke up. It's yeah. just revealed to if I waited long I, enough, I we did. all went back to normal. And the old lady's okay. Yeah. yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. I was yeah. fucking like, yeah. I, I, this, there has not been a movie in Time Bandit's history that has been as big of a waste of time. Oh, my song. God. I'm, a, this... I'm on Jimmy Kane level of angry. And it's like, <laughs> I let us talk about the movie just fucking Would you like some of my whiskey? Yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> it was uh, the worst. I, I know I'm, I'm kind of the line police when it comes to, to Time Bandits because there's just certain lines I can't let them get away with. Yeah. Like, there's one where uh, Corey Feldman with Jason Robards inside him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah. Um, who yeah. says, oh, sorry, I yeah, didn't mean to knock work. over the whiskey. Yeah. Um, he says, like, he's trying to explain to Joel, like, you don't even treat her right, you like your girlfriend or whatever. He goes, why don't you just go poon another girl? Yes. <laughs> no. I totally forgot about that. Guys, I'm not. I don't know that much about the female anatomy. Is that is poon an adjective? It is now. Can it be a verb? Yeah. It's a champion lover lyric next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Casey, sounds like you haven't vaginaed many girls. <laughs> <laughs> that, it makes a lot of sense. Now, like, every girl's like, I want you to poon me. <laughs> I was like... I have to go home. <laughs> yeah, I was I was upset. Yeah. I, can, I think I can honestly say that this was the worst. Mo- I th- what would something that we watched recently? Greg said was the worst thing that we had ever had to sit through for. Oh, I don't remember anything that's happened before. But was now. this worse than Cyborg? Yes. Oh, Cyborg had an explosion in it. This movie was <laughs> like that's true. It's it's not only like while I was watching it, I was just very confused. It's so yeah, weirdly yeah. shot. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, well, this is just a really bizarre thing. But yeah. when it got to the end, where it basically says "fuck you, audience," for oh, even yeah. watching this movie, yeah, I was just like, no, I didn't even care that much because I'm like, at least it's over. Yeah. <laughs> You do that to me, but you keep that shit under an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, and this also, being two hours was too much. Like, Corey Feldman is repugnant. <laughs> like, he's a greasy mess. I don't so like looking at him. I don't like it when he acts. I don't like it when he interacts with girls. How do you it like it when he dances over the credits? I love that. Yeah. Okay. That's the Before one thing that. I can do. So then everyone's back in their own bodies. And Jason Robards is in the backyard with yes. his wife having tea. This made me angry. This and made me angry too. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best because one of these movies, you would assume that they would have some sort of moral lesson. Yeah, that, right. Yeah. That the lead character would learn something. That the kid would learn something. For yeah, but also the old man might learn a little something too. Oh, but guess what? The, the no. worst character in the movie, which was Feldman, yeah. his character yeah. as, as a teenager yeah. without Robard in his body, uh-huh. he he's was a real too piece lazy, of shit, too cowardly yeah. to actually change his own life. Yeah, blackmails his old dude, bullshits him on his own theory. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Just to learn, the one thing that he fucking learned was to not trample on the old man's flower. Now, <laughs> but I have, are it, you fucking kidding me? I have another point. Because this scene that you're that we're talking about is like basically Laney and Corey Feldman. They're going to walk through the same 
line on the on his backyard that yeah, he doesn't want them walking which through. means they didn't learn anything yeah and then so what's his the old dude is like hey guys you know what you can cut you, through you can cut through my backyard yeah. and there's like three back and forths where Corey's like nah i don't think so and the old dude's like but you can and Corey's like oh, that weird cut back i don't think like- we will and then the old dude's like but you can if you want to and Corey feldman's like today i think i won't and then the old dude's like you can though offers always there and then Corey feldman's like today i think i'll go around the old dude's like nope you can whenever you want like, <laughs> for a, a long time oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awkward part that was right come on after that. walk to my yard no, the no. Most aggravating- walk in my yard <laughs> no i don't walk in my yard <laughs> And the, Walk on my flowers. the most aggravating part is they go around the like the, around the house and it's not even a shortcut. I no. was mad. That's exactly. I, I was, I was so angry. I was really mad because they pull. They even they've never pulled back this far yeah. in the backyard. It is literally like there is. It's not much of a shortcut. No. It is one house. You yeah. don't go it's like on down the corner. You don't go down the block. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> you can see the bottom of the front door of the school, and it's easier just to go down the street. It's easier. <laughs> on the side. It's yeah. actually a straight path to the fucking door yeah. of your school. Oh I I don't know why with that I was like fuck oh, I, you. I was I threw my notepad. At and this point. poor girl, poor Lacey Laney. <laughs> Has been tricked. She's fallen in love with an old man, and now she has to date Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah who hasn't learned anything in his Not still thing. a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. and he didn't. He's never communicated with her. Like that's what their whole thing is. Like, yeah, we've never One really talked before. He's we... never talked to her. She's never talked to him. She's yeah. banging this stranger who's yeah. like, <laughs> this is. It's almost as bad as uh, Carradine. Like uh, I was about to say, Revenge sne- of the Nerds. Sneak raping that girl oh, in Revenge yeah. of the Nerds. Like it's 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 <laughs> the, right was there. It Darth Vader mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not, not cool. That's not not cool, nerds. Not cool. And this movie, this movie is like he. They take like the like metaphysical angle of that. Yeah, it's yeah. like maybe I'll just be in. Like, yeah, like, this is not okay. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. not at all. At all. And also, so, it's fuck just, everyone in this movie. Also, no one learned anything. Home, classic eighties homophobia as well. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's one point where they're running out of the uh, uh, running out of the school, and and one of the kids, I guess ADR, like one of the Teen Wolf's gang, is like, "Hey, pretty boy, what's happening? You faggot!" And I'm like, "You just called him pretty boy." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a hey, little pretty odd boy. Too. I like your dick, you queer. <laughs> it's That's really actually my best pickup line. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm saying, well, for you, Jimmy, I can see it working. Yeah, and I think uh, I think Corey Haim multiple times is yeah, like, "Are you he, he going gay it. on me?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're hugging it out or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah. Man. But that's just peppered throughout the movie. But I guess you don't realize it. Like looking back on these type of movies, right? yeah. Kid, oh man. Well, like, but it's oh. also you. See, you saw it in every movie yeah. of that era, so it's it's one of those things where it's obvious to us now because it's it's gross and weird. But it's like when it's literally in every single yeah. movie well, you watch, yeah. you don't notice it. It's yeah. really uncomfortable because it was charming back then. Like yeah. like homophobia was kind of like oh those boys, yeah. those boys and their hatred of gay people. <laughs> yeah, and it, but also I I've, I've always found that most eighties movies they'll have like one. Like they'll do yeah, one yeah, just yeah. sort of this like in Monster Squad there was at the beginning because there was so little script in this movie yeah. that was the thing. It's so it's like, like in this movie there's like eight times yeah, where yeah. they're just like uh, we don't have anything to say so you're gay I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a bunch of teenagers are all coked up making up dialogue for this yeah. movie. So <laughs> totally. yeah. Yay! Yeah, I hated this movie. Yeah, this yeah. was oh, the I, fucking worst. It was awful. I actually hate you guys by proxy for giving me this movie. Sure. <laughs> so that's finally fair. the bloody credits roll, oh, and I'm yeah. like, thank God I could turn this fucking thing off. No, but no, you no, can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Because there's some fucking dual 
terrible flash dance singing fiasco that they're doing to yep. the Mel Tromé and Mickey Thomas yep. fucking Dream a Little Dream of Me song. Yep. And they're just rolling the credits. I'm Dancing. like, well, I'm doing a podcast and I need to have my notes up to date. <laughs> I have thorough notes. I have to watch this. God yep. damn. I watched the whole watched song. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. As did I. But I'm like, what? Like, why bother? If you watch Jason Robards, he remembers 50% of the lyrics. Oh, yeah. He He's just like, bop, 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 bop. This was actually the the high point of the movie for me because the second, I mean, the second the screen went black and went off, my girlfriend Amy is in the background at this point and she's just like, can you just turn this shit off now? Like, yes, I think so. But it was like she had just been like, I know you're doing this for a podcast. Yeah. I know you want to have seen it all. The second that screen went black. Yeah. So you're like, doing, I don't know, maybe I'll watch it again. Yeah. So what's Feldman doing? His best like Michael impression? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is oh, yeah. a terrible, terrible impression. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. saw a part of the credits and it said Corey Feldman was a part of the choreography team. <laughs> He's a, What's it spelled? Choreography. He's he's a triple threat, my friend. Yeah, yeah. He'll act in a movie. He'll steal your girlfriend. And well, well, I assume the whole <laughs> he'll, dance he'll dream rape a girl. I don't know. The, the whole dance se- sequence where she's just in the uh, like the uh, oh, yeah. Meredith. What's her name? Lacey Laney Lou was in the is just in the um in the gym with a mirror set up yeah. watching herself dance. Yeah. And then he's he's in there. So and then yeah, they like both does Jason Robards know how to other. dance like Michael Jackson? That was my that was my whole thing. He does this whole Michael Jackson dance, which it would have had to have been Jason Robards yeah. doing the Michael Jackson yeah. dance. Yeah, fucking idiots! What's know. wrong with this movie? And why oh. didn't the old guy and the young guy ever bond over their mutual love of Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he did slip when he was coming down the stairs a little bit. He stumbled a bit, so maybe yeah, that right. was how they were trying to show that Jason Robard didn't really know how to yeah, do yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah, he, he, he can moonwalk and dance like Michael Jackson, but he sure as shit can't walk down stairs like Michael <laughs> Jackson. But he can't walk very <laughs> Which is Michael Jackson's signature move. That's how he would walk downstairs at a medium pace. Oh, my God. I love in that. Yeah, a medium pace. I love in oh, Moonwalker okay. when he walks down those stairs in that alleyway. Yeah. All right. Classic. What did we learn? Nothing. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I I learned two very important things. Please, I, it's I can't decide, so perhaps you could help me. Yeah. Uh, one is that because of that whole argument to say just drink a beer, you can solve all gun violence by drinking. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And well, I think you can delay it. Yeah. Well, it stopped it. It was over. Yep. You got yep. away. Yeah. And all every girl who lived anywhere in the eighties that was like has a trellis that goes up to her bedroom, which yeah. seems. Yeah. Dangerous. Yes. Yeah. And also, apparently, all uh, hip, contemporary, young uh, ladies of the late I, '80s uh, had a yes patch on their jeans. Yeah. Did anybody else see I that? I did not see that. Very yeah. current. Yeah. 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 I Wraps learned, over. Yeah. Says John Anderson. You gotta say the mu- the music that they peppered in there, like all the um, the hits, the '80s, the '80s hits. hits. I found it so distracting because yeah. it didn't seem to match up to what they were actually trying to portray on screen. No. There's all these like crotch rock, friggin' yeah, yeah. rock arena When bands. I heard rock on, I was pleasantly oh, surprised. Yeah, yeah. But R.E.M. They, they also yeah, had, yeah. They had a few softer ones where they were doing, it was always whenever they were doing solo montages of characters where it's like, this sounds like the music from the attic scene in Christmas Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> like repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of, uh, well, there was some Otis writing, I think. Yeah. May yes, have been some was, Ray yeah. Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of songs. I've got dreams to remember what was writing. But. Yeah. Oh, my God. I learned uh, I should have just watched Tough Turf. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. Again. I uh, I learned uh, never uh, turn your back on Teen Wolf. Or you'll <laughs> wind up in some other movie hoping that Corey Feldman is going to save your life. Yeah. yeah. And listen, might well, happen I mean, once, maybe even twice, but those odds aren't good. You think the third time uh, Feldman's just going to let him? I think he's going to be like, shoot that guy. He turned his back on Teen Wolf. <laughs> Don't turn your back on Teen Wolf, kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah I learned. Okay. Uh, I learned nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I learned. Nothing. Uh, I, learned I, I can't wait for Dream a Little Dream Part Two. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really need to Speaking know what it's of about. Which side bet. If nobody's looked this up, I'm kind of during our talk getting curious. How many actors from this movie do we think make an appearance in the sequel? Two. Two, yeah. The yeah. Feldmans. Or the Corys. Like the Feldmans! It's the Corys yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. Oh, and that plot know. sounds ridiculous. It's about some sort of magic sunglasses or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking kidding. With, I'm not fucking kidding. I think, oh. you know, I think Dream a Little Dream, I haven't seen Dream a Little Dream 2, but Dream a Little Dream is maybe even worse than Last Resort, which is the, like, uh, National Lampoon movie oh. with them. Was that, that Last Resort 2? Uh, I don't. Did they make more than one? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that there's a movie called Last Resort with the yeah. Corys, and it's like about them time traveling to like it's really sort of like does not make any sense. No. Rap, and I think <laughs> it's better than this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to cleanse my palate. Let's uh, move away from this movie, please. Yes. yes. Let's go drink our beers by our car. Yeah. What What Fuck couldn't yeah, have yeah. been more polar opposite to what was happening in this side of 1989 is a lot of what was going on musically and the mu- music of 1989 was all over the fucking places we've seen from going through it this uh, on this show uh, but nothing is more <laughs> polar opposite to Dream a Little Dream than a debut album by Nirvana, Bleach um, yeah it came out on Sub Pop in 1989 yeah. uh, June June of 89, thank yeah. you for looking that up so yeah uh, Nirvana's Bleach. I assume no one heard it for their first time for this episode. I I didn't hear it from like I didn't hear everything off it for my first time. But this is the first time I've spent time with it, top right. to bottom, multiple right. times. Okay. I only own one Nirvana album on vinyl, and it's Bleach. Yeah. Um. I I, I couldn't be cool enough to say it was my first Nirvana album. Of course, I had no, uh, no, never mind no. and. It was one of those things where it was like you, you know, never mind happens. I was like fourteen or something like that, and uh, fifteen. Get, and Nevermind goes on. It was just like a total game changer. Your world explodes, yeah. you know, like, holy fuck. And then you find out, oh, there's another album already, like an older one. Holy crap. Um, and I was really, my first experience with Bleach was really kind of jarring because it's 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 really different from yeah, uh, Nevermind. Totally. It's got a different total, I don't know, there's something in the songwriting that's very different. It's simpler. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a little but, sludgier. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's a filthy a, record. Even going back, like I've never thought about it, you know, uh, actually listen to it like I'm going to have to talk about it in a week. And I've yeah. never once thought, holy shit, there's a lot of Melvins on this record. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the, the melvins thing. Like, there, yeah. There's a ton of Melvins on this yeah. record. The funniest thing, too, is because Sub Pop actually pushed them to go a little bit more yeah. uh, poppy, too, because yeah. they heard about a girl and they were like, oh, you can write pop songs. So we yeah. want you to write pop songs. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder what the hell it would have been if they didn't get the... You know, they didn't get the muscle from Sub Pop because yeah, yeah, they yeah. really pissed off Kurt. Well, too, yeah, because Kurt said that like I'm like I made it sound like Aerosmith or whatever. He said yeah. like I cleaned it up and made it sound like Aerosmith. And you listen to the album, you're like, this is not Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> but there's two sides to it too. Is like I've seen other interviews with the guys where they're like talking about Kurt was always wanted them to be huge and was pushing. Oh, to make totally. It so their sound could be accessible. So it's well, like, that's the thing with like his diaries and all that stuff they released. I've read stuff where people said like, and then you find you get the curtain back and you realize how like obsessed he was with like I want to be really famous. And yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's like a lie or anything. I think it's a no. guy that wanted everything. Yeah. And at times he was angry at himself because he went too pop. And at times he was angry at himself because he felt he could be bigger. Yeah. 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 Totally. Uh, I'm really scared because I'm going to play my hand right now. I think this is a good album, but I did not love it. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. See, I think there are stuff. there is stuff on this album that I was like, I do not like this. And there's a lot of other stuff on it that I was like, this is great. Yeah. It's, it sounds like to me... As someone that isn't obsessed with Nirvana, like a first album where it's like they're not there yet, for me. Uh, 
Yeah, mm. I guess I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. I got this album. Because About a Girl is like, oh my God, you see where they're going to go. And that's yeah. one of my least favorite songs yeah. on this album. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, yeah. I think it might be my least favorite. It, I think was, it was my favorite when it came out. But yeah. then uh, I was the same way. I got Nevermind because uh, I saw them on Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and I got Nevermind and I'm like, oh my God, it's all melodic and pretty and shit. But this guy seems angry about something. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he swears. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we went to, my family went to Buffalo because you couldn't get blue bleach anywhere in my town because yeah. i grew up in a tiny wee town so uh so we went to buffalo and i got bleach and and i put bleach on it and i'm like oh now i'm terrified yeah <laughs> uh, and yeah like it fully informed uh, uh for, for me how how scary music could be yeah, yeah. Uh, well i bought a i bought psalm 69 uh, on that same trip but oh my um, god <laughs> So yeah, yeah was, I think like I cried the whole when time. when it's <laughs> like the album starts. Blue Floyd, the Barber, those are fucking great songs. Yeah, yeah. about a girl I really like. Yeah, but I, I, it's a great song. When really I got well to school, I was like, if school was not released by Nirvana, I think this would be an awful song. I did, I hated see, that this song. Is the weir- I had this <laughs> argument last night with. Uh, both guitarists, one of them yeah. singer Bill and Ted, who you've had on the. Past I don't think it's a good song. They. Neither of them like the, don't they, neither of them like that song. Both of them see uh, the um, about a girl school uh, love buzz part as the weakest part of the album. Oh yeah. man, I, I love their cover of school, love buzz. Oh yeah, yeah school, I, the I used to great. like. I, I don't care that much. School for it is anymore. my favorite Nirvana song, and That's, I know it's not the best, and I know you could pick holes in it. But to me, it's that song where I'm and it, it's it's the guy who never listens to his singer in me, and the guy who likes to smash things <laughs> and get by with awkward simplicity to the point yeah. that it pisses people off. Yeah. There's literally three lines in the entire song. Yeah. And for the most part, it's, and I love that it's carried all by emotion mm-hmm. and yeah. intensity mm-hmm. and riff. And like that to me is magical with it. But, but I, like, think, I can well, see why any anyone who doesn't like it, I'm like, oh yeah, this song is annoying. If you're yeah, not yeah, but, but I, I agree with off. you, though, because when I got this album, I was really thrown off by how different it was from Nevermind yeah. and how broken and ugly it was. And I did latch onto About a Girl because of its poppiness, but the, the song that really were, I sunk my teeth into this album when I was a teenager, when I was 15 years old, was School. But I think... Because it was so yeah. absurd and angry, and I was just like, I'm, yeah, if me I too, heard man. School, I, know though, I hate being in school, so maybe yeah, that's what it is. That's what, Greg's seen yeah. me play a vinyl set or two, and he knows that every time school gets played... That's so I, feel like, I feel like if I wasn't coming to... I don't think I had ever heard school before. Go yeah. th- like listening to it for this out uh, of this podcast. So I think if I had heard of school when I was younger, I probably been like, "Fuck yeah!" Because yeah, it just was like chaos for chaos' sake, you know. I, yeah. I really Actually, appealed to my teenage that- mind, so I still love it now. I don't know. Maybe if I heard it as an adult, yeah. For my if I could ever time, sell knows, the magic but... of it in one certain way, there's something that anyone who's still listening at this part, who's interested in Nirvana, should check out. Um, there's a full set from Nirvana at the Opera House that's on YouTube. That's yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Find. Oh, right on. It's, it's really cool. They started the Nevermind tour in Toronto one week before Nevermind was even released. Huh. Opening date. And it's full. It's a good cam shot. And the version of School on that set is so wild and yeah. so over the top. And that's it's part of that. Like For me, it's always energy first and everything else second. Yeah. But like that's the, that's the hard part with this album where I think it loses people. There's a, a lot of songs where it's like, you're going to be hearing See, this riff a lot, or you're going to be hearing these two. But I think a lot. it works on yeah. some for me, and it doesn't work on things like school. Like I think negative creep is oh, great song. is like school, but it works for me because negative yeah. creep is it has they all are that very similar all that repetition at the end of the yeah. of yeah. the track, and it actually fades out on that track. And I but I feel like that one for me, I was like I'm totally into this. And I don't know what the difference is between school yeah. and negative but that's creep. The thing with, well, that's what's that's great about dirty music. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why I love this, but I fucking do. Exactly, yeah. simple emotional songs. You're yeah. either like. 
I care about this one. I don't care about this one. Varying yeah. degrees, but it's like I, you just get triggers inside yeah. of you. Yeah, I would yeah, disagree yeah. though about Love Buzz being a part of the weak. Yeah, I've I've I like that. Nuts for Love Buzz. Yeah. yeah. Because I think it starts really strong. I think Love Buzz is good, and then I think it 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 fades a little for me with it only because it's like so samey, and I feel like I've heard so much that came after this album that the way that this album is, I'm just kind of like, okay, now that I know what it's doing, it there's a couple songs near the end that I can kind of be like, man, eh, whatever. But I, I like think, every song. But I think album. it's beca- I don't one. think it's the album's fault. I think it's because I'm coming to it more recent than hearing it when i was younger yeah well, and it's also at that time you've got to think of where they were coming this is their first real yeah record. they had had yeah. the blue ep which basically partially came onto this yeah but like really this is a band who everything that they do is live so they're all kind of energy songs to get different yeah. energy and i think that was the first awakening to them probably it probably shaped Nevermind in the sense that yeah certain things work better in on a stage than they do on a record. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's 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 a it's for me it's fa- a fascinating album. Yeah. Especially it like for me it's more cool to listen to and think about than actually like I mean other than the songs that I love on it like cuz there's a handful of them that I think are just fucking awesome. But I do think it's really cool to think about like okay what was going on in the scene and then this, where yeah, were yeah. they when this came out and I just think like and what ended up happening with them afterwards I just find it's like a really cool like document more than it is and yeah. you know yeah, I think it? with like repeated lessons your opinion would probably change probably yeah I mean if this is your first like couple of runs through it and it is sort of a jarring album but I yeah. do feel like if you look at their whole catalog never mind is the odd one out because Bleach and, and Utero are on a oh, more see, similar plane yeah. than see yeah. I don't see that I see it as an arc I see it as um, Bleach is a live band going into the studio uh, uh, and just recording what they did live. Uh, ne- Nevermind is is that same live band trusting producers. And yeah, yeah. Studio intervention yeah. and a big in one. utero yeah. is them as a band having their confidence going into a studio and writing in a studio. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, so you're completely like right. Which is which is actually what <laughs> yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah. And it, it does feel like that in the yeah. way that the and songs it's are like approached. the yeah and like they've now like those two albums that came before are the the different things that they've learned from those two things are informing that third album. Oh, yeah, you right. see sure. the arc. Yeah. Like, yeah, you definitely, yeah. you listen to their albums in a row and there's yeah. a definite arc. And he had to be convinced on Nevermind to double up vocal tracks and, you know, play uh, support guitar for his yeah. solos and stuff like that. When you listen to Bleach, there's no double... He, oh, he the want, solos it, in Bleach are awful. That's the one thing. Just, I disagree awful. entirely. I love oh, them. Oh, no, no, no. I, they're I, fucking I, great. That's my one criticism. Yeah, they're they're so terrible. I, I love how fucking terrible they are. They sound so good. There's no rhythm guitar underneath. Yeah, fully I'll give you that they're honest and I enjoy them for the honesty but they're not good so. they don't no. go anywhere no. No. they're so poorly constructed and they're not as crazy and weird as they could be if you're gonna just go Ex- off the it, like yeah if you're gonna be trying too. to be avant-garde which i feel like he was like shit i'm shitty at soloing i know where to put my i know that my fingers go somewhere i just don't know where <laughs> so uh that's also it, me when i learned about sex uh, <laughs> <laughs> still don't know, yeah, still uh, don't know. I, i've pooned before <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what do I do with the poon? <laughs> Just poon it. <laughs> oh, poon that poon. Yeah, I feel um, like they cut and pasted right. the solos in there, like almost. Yeah, I'm a little biased for loving this for my like you know most of my life, I guess. But uh, I like that all and all these weird, terrible solos are completely unsupported. It's just bass underneath them. Yeah. And oh, it, oh, I it, hated it when when I was a kid because yeah. I wasn't used to that. My ear wasn't used to that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, ah, it's just it's thin and gross at this yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's my, thin and gross. I don't and mind wonderful. it. I like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things because typically when that happened in that style at the time, and you hear it on this album. Oh, there's a Mastodon hat just fell on me. This is a great, <laughs> great place. <laughs> Don't let the past know about that. 
They're not ready for Mastodon. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's but, why. But yeah. what I truly loved is actually when you come from a chorus and you go into a solo and it just goes to bass in the solo and it drops down yeah. and thin, that gives that cor- that last chorus the chance to feel fucking huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and that, but this you know, has a lot of that. And I like, I don't, I'm not actually anti when bands do that, though, when they have one guitarist and they drop down, there's no rhythm, because I... I, I like it when the Dead Milkmen do it, that's it. <laughs> okay, well, I like it because, well, I mean, it depends on the production and the band and stuff, obviously, but I do think that it gives sort of like the rhythm section some, like, I think sometimes if a, if a band knows how to do that and the rhythm section and the bassist and the drummer can, like, go off with the solo can be fucking awesome. 100% yeah. agree. If you have the right bassist, yeah. it's yeah. fucking and great. And he is a the... fucking great bassist. He's yeah. an underrated bassist. Chris Novoselic is really fucking good. That's part of the Melvin's crack coming in on this too because mm-hmm. that is... Almost, yeah. That's a typical Melvin's move. Like, yeah. Buzz doesn't double a lot. It's no, no. the... Let the rhythm section be the rhythm section. Yeah. I'm going to get as weird as I can. We're going to go on this little derail. Yeah. And then when we come back on the big part again, we're going to beat the piss out of you. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming songs. everyone knows, but just in case, like the Melvin's thing of this first album, I don't think it's a mistake because Cobain tried out for the Melvin's and was rejected. I yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 and I, Dale Crover, who yeah. played drums on these uh, tracks, Floyd Floyd the tracks. I had no idea that, that Cobain mm. wanted to be in the Melvin's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he tried out. Well, who wouldn't? Well, they yeah, were in a right, band right. together too before. Uh, Crover played drums. Yeah, I played drums in a mm-hmm. band. Something the turd, something turd yeah. or something. Like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so definitely Melvin's influence. Turd. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I could see how you said it. Would, Greg, you said it was a bit jarring or disjointed because he actually, uh, Crover, Dale Crover, he played on three songs. They tried to get Chad Channing, the new drummer, to yeah. re-record. Yeah. But they just it just didn't. Do work. we know so what three songs he played? Yeah, on? Floyd the Barber, Paper Cuts, and Downer. I think yeah. they're. I read and Paper that. Paper Cuts is such a Melvin song. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that that's actually I think my favorite song. Oh sorry, their band before album. was called the Fecal Matter. Too, right. Right. Fecal Matter from Eighty Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah, I think those three songs though. I think third situation. I think no fecal matter. The other drummer on those three songs like makes a difference for me. Yeah, like I mean, when you listen to those three songs, you're like, why is this song so good? You're like, oh. Because like the drumming is what it needs to be instead of just kind of like I'm trying to do what I need to be. I feel like yeah. the, the other songs, it's like the drums on most of this album are fucking weak. Yeah. <laughs> they're not like they're not that, that awful. No, they're not awful. They're like they're in solid. time and stuff, but it's just it's yeah. like a, you you can hear the drummer being like I need to be doing more. And, and that's yeah, the issue yeah. that you run it. That's that's and like there was a difference with Dave Grohl, and you can't. Just, necessarily say he made it better it's a personal taste thing yeah he oh, made no. it better but, but as a he, drummer i will say he fucking made it <laughs> way it's, better it's, yeah. he added a drive like they were slow and powerful and sludgy he added yeah. a drive to their sound and like a forward momentum mm-hmm. that really took them into the nirvana that caught everyone's eye yeah, yeah. yeah. And well and for never mind yeah he did do that but then like he showed a completely different style of drumming for uh in utero yeah like there's the drumming difference between Grohl on Nevermind and in utero not just in the way it's recorded because it is recorded massively differently but his approach to how he's attacking those songs is totally different but again I think that that comes into the band playing live music in the studio with a yes. producer and band making music in the studio True. Like it really feel that's I think that's the most significant part of that shift even mm-hmm. actually well don't want to go too far into later albums but even Cobain's guitar all of them kind of they all took a step back and were like gradually building parts whereas yeah. Bleach sounds like guys are like, we're going to get fucked up and beat the piss out of our instruments yeah. and whatever comes, which is why maybe we like this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird to you guys that we've drawn a crowd outside of this screening of Dream a Little Dream of people that are clad in flannel being like, what are they going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about these other two albums that have yet to come. <laughs> 
Oh, time travel. <laughs> you know what the hard part was? I was really trying to find a Blue Jays 92 World Champions shirt just to, just to wear out here. <laughs> and apparently nobody as fat as me that I know owns one. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to fatten up my friends for the next time. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, you're friends with Blue Jay shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, but the, 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 I really love the filthy nature of this album. I saw, I saw Nirvana. Uh, I was lucky, and I got to go to a concert in 1993. About six months. I saw your tickets on uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Was but six months awesome. before he died, I saw him at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens, and that whole show is on uh, YouTube as oh, well. I haven't seen that. Not all in one set. You got to like kind of bounce to track for track. You I know, think I, I, it might be all up in one thing now, though. I can click next if it means I get to see a live <laughs> Nirvana show I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to press this button, and in three minutes, I'm going to have to press it again. I'll get yeah. over it. And it was big and mean and ferocious. And yeah, the, the songs from uh, Bleach in particular were so Polish, violent. No, yeah. they were out of control. Like, it, there oh, was really? like, it was such a, it was a really loud show. And uh, it was a very, there was really an unhinged, even, at, even though you're at the fucking gardens and like we're at the peak point of like they couldn't be any more famous than they are right now. Heart shaped boxes all over, you know, the video television. And uh, it, it was really unhinged, and I was like, it, but it didn't play "Smells Like Teen Spirit," which is kind of sweet. And I thought at the time too, I was like, yeah, right on, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the people who were leaving that crowd at that night, there'd be like my buddy Jordy who went to see um, uh, "Suicidal Tendencies." Yeah. And I swear I heard for the next like four years they didn't play institutionalized. <laughs> <laughs> like if you if if you went to an Nirvana show and it was your first show and you were there, you would have been a little bit pissed off. But, well, it was but my if you first were a show. Fan, I had never oh, seen it before, but I was show. like, I've heard this song a million fucking times at this point. You know, it was, know it's 1993. I'm not put words in your mouth, then. Yeah, yeah, and I was already, you know, I was fucking brainwashed by my time period. I'm like, yeah, solo, it's and bullshit and blah blah blah. Hit songs are for fucking idiots, and you know, so like they didn't play it. I'm like, yeah, stick it to them. Yeah, good songs <laughs> yeah, yeah. suck. Tell the fuck, tell those jocks to go fuck off. You know, they're, the, uh, they're not listening to this song. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was like mad they didn't play very ape, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a hell of a show. Was, uh, yeah, but this album, like, I I really when I was a kid, I liked Nevermind more, and I it was polished, and I just I liked songy yeah, songs more. To it now I go to I love songy songs. Songy uh. songs pretty sweet, but I I mean Nevermind's still great. Don't get me wrong, but. This is much more of an album it, I go to I think frequently. For, I think and in utero, like a, that's where I land Leech, when I want to listen. Leech is very much. It's very honest in that it's yeah. like this is what they sound like right then. This is an accurate recording. There's no extra polish. Yeah. Whereas Nevermind is so of its time that you're like, this is an amazing album with amazing songs, but yeah. the production pulls you out a little bit. It, now it does. When you go back to yeah. it. Yes. Uh, yeah. What a what an album. This yeah. uh, this was a, a a big formative album for me. Bleach was because it was the first time I ever went. Because like I was the first person in my school uh, to have this album, and and this was my first album where I got to go to everyone and go, oh, you guys like Nevermind? I don't know. The first <laughs> album, Bleach, is better. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first yeah. time I got to do that, and everyone was like, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm cool yeah. today. Yeah, I don't know. I never. I just never had the Nirvana moment. I don't think. Yeah. Like because it wasn't like. Because I was into so much, like, I don't know. It just, there was never that moment where, like, I heard, like, other than when I first heard Smells Like Teen Spirit, obviously that's a Nirvana moment for everybody. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Like, where you're like, holy shit, this song. But I never had that Nirvana moment where it was like, now I need to seek out everything. You know what I mean? That's kind of why an, I'm coming was, to this more with fresh ears. Yeah. Well, it was such an event thing. Like, again, I was, yeah. like, 15 when this happened. So, I mean, I like, all this bullshit we've been talking about from 1989, yeah. all the Richard Marks and the it's fucking such a, CNC Music Factory and 
shit. Like that was what was going on, and yeah. that's what radio was. That's what uh, MTV totally. and much music but even was. Loud and music then when was this happened, yeah. when Smells Like Teen Spirit broke into that, it was like the whole everything changed. How what we listened to on the radio was yeah. suddenly different. There were all these fucking bands out of nowhere. There's a whole like world that was suddenly thrust at you. And when yeah. you're 15 years old, it was fucking amazing and jaw dropping, and really, it, it was a, a complete eye-opener to, to most people was for me I just listened yeah. to a bunch of classic rock and bullshit you know like, <laughs> think of the fundamental it was such a at that time like it's everyone right now if you go or sorry everyone then when that hit it was the Seattle sound and yeah. everyone was describing all these similar sounding bands yeah. yeah you go back and you listen to Soundgarden Nirvana these Pearl bands Gen were not now, similar there were they no similar sounding any, bands like, any different sounding yeah. but it was they were so far away from what was going on at the yeah. time that people lumped them together yeah. because they seemed the most similar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's how big of a shift it was. Yeah. So it was overwhelming. So yeah, like I mean it was really easy to get wrapped up in all of it because you wanted more and a lot like I didn't have you know, cool uh, friends who were into punk rock when I was, yeah. you know, in, you know, 13, 14 or whatever. So I just was like, you know, you're lost, you're on your own. Then suddenly this band blows up, but the band's going like, you should listen to Mud Honey. You know, you should yeah. listen to Pixies. And it's like spouting off all these names of bands I never fucking heard of. And then I was like, well, I want to. Yes, please. Tell me more. Well, exactly. yeah. like, tell me what to do, Kurt. <laughs> band for me immediately led into the Melvins and Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. You know, it was just like this. this all, it's, suddenly there was just like, there were so many bands because the 80s underground was so rich yeah. with upcoming talent with you know dinosaur jr and sonic youth and well if you needed to make music to rebel against shitty music the 80s was giving you the best shitty um, music yeah, to yeah, rebel against. outstanding yeah and i guess like my nirvana moments were with the bands that like people that had nirvana moments led to like my nirvana moment was in like candle high box. school when i found yeah. it was a candle box <laughs> you can, no you when, when i when i was in high school and i started listening to like punk rock and shitty pop punk and stuff and then eventually made my way into like college indie rock and like found the pixies and found dinosaur jr like in late high school mm-hmm. like i kind of skipped nirvana it was just like oh now i'm into this because it's already been established because of what happened with nirvana right. well and i think the hard part that's where somebody dying yeah. plays a role is that yeah. you don't get the new triggers like no matter what they always have that awe and they'll always have that yeah. extra attention and extra focus but it's not like you had the oh here's a new, our new Nirvana album's about to come out we're gonna play all this old yeah. shit and talk about them repeatedly it's yeah. like you're not getting the same trigger mm-hmm. no. whereas you know we're all old as shit so <laughs> yeah <laughs> But you all when you when you aren't there for knowing what it was like before it was there. Yes, exactly. Then you don't really get the impact of it. Like we can talk until we're blue in the face about punk rock and stuff like that, but we don't fucking know. Oh, no. <laughs> you know we, we have all the albums, but it's just we like it. It sounds good, you know. Like having that land on you and yeah. you know in the late seventies, the right time. Yeah, that's it's going to change your life, and you yeah. know you're really going to have a bigger taste for what music was before the Clash and after the Clash if you were there for that. Yeah, exactly. You know, or then you know never mind. Nirvana is one of those bookmarks. Yeah. You know, everything that followed it's kind of a mess, overwrought male vocals, and that's where you get Candlebox and Creed. And I mean, well, yeah. Pearl Jam is a lot to blame for that. Uh, yeah. Whatever. They seem like nice fellas. I'm not going to blame them for no, everything. There, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> watershed moments in music. Look, I wish them the best of luck. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But, like, different changes in music will lead to some shit because yeah. it goes from the, oh, these are the bands that were really pushing boundaries, trying to new, do new things, to, Oh, we're the record st- uh, the record company that wants to buy bands that sound similar yeah, and yeah, force yeah. our beliefs on them. Yeah. And you're going to get shit like no matter what, whenever something blows up five years later, you are going to get the most awful version of it. Of that. course, oh absolutely, or yeah. less. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I really liked it as someone that came to it 
fresh, but yeah, it didn't. I there, I definitely thought there were some duds for me. Yeah, and I, I do like see how like where it came from and where it went. So. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, but I yeah. feel like more or less, and some of those duds yeah, might become that. more to you. Like I, I like every track on it. Everyone, yeah. does anyone have, we have do we have a favorite song from the album? Can we well, end school, on that? Maybe. I, I've, yeah, yeah. Does anybody have like a top pick? Like what would you say is your track? I uh, think mine's Paper Cuts. Nice, it's a yeah. great pick. I think I, I think I'd have to go with Scoff. I think. Yeah, it's scotch and really good. I really, I really like Negative Creep. I said it worked in what Jimmy was talking about. Yeah, but I, I don't know the first song. Fucking blue. Blue is I just think like for me, what like putting it on, I was just like, okay, this is fucking. This song is great. So and it's such a good song. And just the drums are terrible. Yeah, and a great intro to an album that's going to do that kind of thing. Yeah. It just works yeah. as like a, oh, okay, yeah. this is what I'm in for. Yep. Yeah, totally. Usually yeah. when for we... For better or worse. <laughs> Sorry, Rico, do you got a... I was going to say, uh, well, I've always loved Love Buzz. Like, yeah, always. it's the first great. Thing that, what, that a, what a me. journey of a song. It's such a jam. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. That thin-ass little riff. Doo, yeah, doo, and I love the way he sings it. Because that was this is the other thing about Bleach. After you already get Nevermind and like, oh my God, this band and everything's so sad and everyone's so serious about it. Because Nevermind's a pretty self-serious album that doesn't have any levity to it. No. And you heard, you can hear a bit of the sense of humor of this band. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and particularly his vocal approach for Love Buzz. Oh, it has a little. When I heard him singing, crowd. like, you know, would you queen of my God? Like, what's going on? Who vocally. is this guy? Like, he's very schizophrenic vocally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Throughout his career, though, because yeah. he can, he has so many different moves he can pull. Yeah. Right? yeah. But Bleach can really hear a lot. Of the things that he was trying out that yeah. he wasn't too sure what was going to work or not yeah but for me i love buzz and then i realized just like just through listening to the album all week that downer is a bonus track it's ah. with the dale crover yeah now, the, the, the beginning starts off he's just almost like just talking right yeah and it's very politically charged lyrics too but then there's a chorus that just comes out and it's just like perfect nirvana like yeah. poppy chorus oh yeah yeah and it's only a minute in like fucking yeah. 40 it's a great song i love downer yeah. yeah on the uh with the lights out box set there's a live version of it from like 1988 or something like that and it sounds like there's four people in the room who are like yay sits <laughs> <laughs> in the background like uh, good enough it's like and they and they kill it like it just they smoke through this song it's just yeah. like crazy to think you know four people in a room are like yeah I don't know pretty good <laughs> yeah for, for don't me, quit your day just, job yeah <laughs> personally it was just a great like time in my like adolescence I was just getting to the, that age like yep. 12 13 when these yep. guys that's when I just started playing drums right on. so um you know Kurt that that career lasted didn't last very long yeah and uh, that's when I was just kind of getting my own kind of identity in music it was first album I ever bought was Maestro Fresh West Symphony in Effect and oh. I slowly started getting into uh rock and roll because my dad and his record collection yeah and then like the grunge era came out and that's when i was like growing my hair long like yeah buddy yeah and if i can play my drums like try to play like dave Grohl. so yeah. for me there's always a special place in my heart for nirvana like oh, I, yeah. I i don't love every song don't get me wrong there's yeah. some stuff i can do without but sure. there'll always be a part of that uh repertoire or that arsenal yeah. that you bring out just to you know listen to get a little inspired get a little angry yep. get a little yeah sad a little happy you know yeah. uh, well said well <laughs> yeah. said all right i think we'll end on that that's yeah. a nice, that's pretty uh, nice cover. yeah yeah okay on, so guys, let's, uh, let's, let's get everybody uh, back. pile into my apartment yeah. all right <laughs> hey everyone shut the fuck up <laughs> hey now we're back casey again casey it's my apartment i'll do what i want the whole oh, time jeez there's so many stories. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Just on and on about the cookie you ate earlier today. I, I don't care. <laughs> it was not very good. <laughs> I'm sorry it was, it was crumbly. It was care. a simple story of a disappointing cookie. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get on board with that. 
I feel I sorry like, for you. I liked yeah. how at the end of this story about the cookie, you were like, I made the cookie up. Sound like <laughs> you're making a good story. <laughs> Why don't you go booing yourself? <laughs> it's that it took two hours. That was yeah. the part. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, uh, Jimmy, Eric, uh, champion lover, thank you for being here. Can you uh, plug your stuff for us? We've been plugging it, but get into it. Um. Yeah, no, no. Thank you so much for... Uh, sharing on it. Yeah, we're uh, sick of plugging your yeah. album. Why don't you Thanks do for it? making the best album of the year so far. Yeah. So. Thank you for putting the so far on the end. Hey, hey, yeah. I, got, I can't just, you know, let it be out there. You know, you gotta, I gotta keep you hungry somehow. Oh, no, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, big thing is... Uh, I can't just sit around here and poon the two of you. you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> We've been pooning these two in their album for the last month. <laughs> Listen, we could sit around here pooning until we're blue in the face. Until <laughs> <laughs> we get a blue you. <laughs> Uh, uh, championlover.ca where people can get the album and you've yep. got some shows coming up yeah we're playing uh, North by Northeast at uh, Rancho Relaxo mm-hmm. on June Friday June 20th at 2am yeah. Oh, yeah which if you don't know anything about us is 2am uh, is our favorite spot the extended <laughs> last call start mm-hmm. and we uh, can't really show up on stage sober if we start it too it's no, <laughs> no you certainly can't everyone's basically getting cheap guitars because the logic is we don't we don't have any plans, but we want to be so fucked up that we can go with whatever kind of comes within us <laughs> right. and Amazing. not feel any guilt. So yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Very good. And this then, is the first. It's, it's going to be the first show after the in about the a year. Release, we've been right? since, like August. since August. Yeah. I mean, with you, with we rulers. played the Rulers of the Moon album release, and then we're like, you know what? We're taking a break for a little while. That was awesome. That was one of the. That was possibly the best show we've played yet. Uh, so we that was a fucking yeah, really good like, show. Coming right back out. There. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, it's uh, we yeah that show uh, June twentieth and then July eighteenth at Sneaky D's will be if you if you don't like coming out at two a.m. in the morning yeah and uh, that'll be the formal album release right. with uh, vinyl and very uh, exciting I can't else. wait to get that fucking vinyl oh yeah yeah you got to hold on and t-shirts will, will there be t-shirts please tell me there's going to be finally uh, be I'm, fucking t-shirts. I took care of getting the vinyl. Eric's the merch man. He's been handling the button game, the sticker game. All right. So you can I'm talk running, about I'm the running those game. rackets. I'm going to see about some t-shirts. <laughs> hey, I hear Eric's playing a pretty sweet button game over here. <laughs> Come get your buttons. <laughs> well, it's not a very good game at all. He's got one inch for you. He's got two inches for you. He's got three inches for you. I only got, one, guy... I only got one inch for you. <laughs> this guy's got buttons and a tiny dick. <laughs> And also, you have to come to him for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not making deliveries. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Championlover.ca. Go to it. Yeah. And uh, then while you're online, you can also go to <laughs> facebook.com slash timebanditspod yep. or uh, twitter.com slash timebanditspod. Mm-hmm. Sorry, facebook.com slash timebanditspodcast. Yeah, or just yeah. modernsuperior. Modernsuperior.com for all of our other stuff. Okay. Yeah, thanks, guys, so much for having us. Thank guys, you for so, being like, here again. so much entertainment listening to your podcast. I fucking love it. Oh, and, you're the I nicest. I don't even listen to music anymore, thanks to you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> music. Yeah, when we started listening, we enjoyed it so much, we... Each of us on our own time went back to episode one of each podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's no. so upsetting. It's it's so weird that you say that though. Uh, that that you're like, oh my god, like I don't listen to music anymore. I listen to podcasts for for like years. I stopped listening to music altogether because just nothing was as good as podcasts until the Champion Lover album came out. Now <laughs> I just listen to that. Yep, oh, it's insane. We're gonna right. poon now. Yeah, yeah we should. <laughs> we gotta end this thing so we can get our. Uh, Let's poon. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna poon and then spoon. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give it the old poon and spoon. <laughs> Oh, I've been to that hotel. <laughs> it's a motel. Yeah, they don't wash the sheets. <laughs> Good night. Time to